Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world. But that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're going to discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to Life Right Up Your Alley. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast. So I have Cayenne Wolfgang here, which is crazy because I still have you in my phone, Cayenne, as Cayenne Tilton. And (laughs) I realized it and I changed it today. So if you don't know who Cayenne is, she is one, just incredible. One of the most creative and just like consistent humans I've ever met in my life when it comes to just seeing her dream and knowing what God's calling her to and creating it. She's a YouTuber. Um, She is really great when it comes to social media storytelling and her and her husband have a really sweet ministry through their relationship and their storytelling on all the different platforms they're on. So uh, Cayenne, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this because I genuinely just miss you. And I'm like, I just want to hang out with Allie. And I also have your last name. I haven't changed it yet. <laughs> so yeah. I need to do that. It's I need to do that as well. It is hard. It's a weird adjustment. I feel like it takes like a year for me to get used to like my friend's last name changing. Me too. Me too. And I think it's like such a gift. I was thinking about how when I was changing it, like, Dang, we used to pray for your new last name, right? Like we used to pray for Kyle and now I'm like, wait, but my Cayenne Tilton, my, my Cayenne, but, um, <laughs> I'm still a child last name, really. I know. I know, dude, it's a, it's a good thing we do when we switch it, but makes me sad. I'll always be Allie Williams a little bit. So, um, okay guys, this episode, we're going to be talking about growing into your God-given voice. And I texted Cayenne and I was like, do you want to come on my podcast? Like, I feel like we could have a great conversation. And then I was really just praying about like where we could go. Cause I feel like there are a million things that we could talk about. And I just have had like the true, like pleasure and blessing of watching you over the years. And I mean, I know it's been a two-way street, but I've just seen God like equip you over time, your confidence grow. And, and with that, just your journey grow into such a like beautiful, real thing. Um, and it was always real, but I think it's the end result that people see sometimes without knowing the context of the journey that actually made it so rich and so sweet. So I want to go there. I want to talk about that. How's that? Yeah, that sounds good. I'm excited. 
<laughs> I know, I do. I'm pumped. Okay, so I want to intro with just like, who is Cayenne? Will you just kind of tell us who you are and what you like to do? Just things about you. Of course. So I was listening to this other podcast and somebody asked the same question. And the first thing she said was child of God. And so I wanted to start introducing myself as a child of God, because I feel like we often just start by saying what we do as an occupation. And I noticed since moving to Hawaii, hardly anyone asks what you do for work here, which is so different from the mainland. So I'm trying to embrace that culture. And that was a big reason why we moved here of just like not defining us by what we do for work. So I'm a child of God. I'm super creative. I love like trying new hobbies, even if I don't follow through or do them again. Like yesterday I tried to watercolor paint and that was fun, but you know, next week I might try something completely different. So I love collecting little hobbies. I recently moved to Maui with my husband and my dog and we are now living on a farm. So that has been a big lifestyle shift. I really appreciate just slow, intentional living. So that is something that's really special to me and that I'm trying to develop more as we have moved. But yeah, there is a little recap. I don't know. You've known me a long time, so you might be able to add. I know. <laughs> I, it's so fun. I mean, guys, how just beautiful is that? Like, hey, we just moved to Maui, me and my husband and my dog. Uh, her dog's name is Handsome. He literally is the most handsome little guy. And, um, you know, we've, how long have we known each other? Since like 2017, 18? Some, I don't even know. <laughs> I know, it's been, a, it's been a while. And um, it's just been such a cool journey. And so for context for you guys, um, before we get into all of the rest, we met in Arizona. So one of our great friends is a mutual friend and she connected us with a whole friend group and it's been really cool to all grow up together. I feel like that really has been what it, you know, is growing up. We were in our early twenties, like all figuring it out. And Hyann yeah. actually was one of the first people to work like with me and for me. And she was my creative director when I first launched the agency and yeah. homegirl watched me navigate like my first Q4, which if you own a business, you understand like cash flow really, really thins out during quarter four. Um, I didn't know how to do that. She's watched me like through the highs, the lows, moved to Los Angeles. And then, you know, we've been able to do life together ever, ever since, which has been so sweet. So Anyway, um, there are lots of little tidbits. She was at my wedding. I got to do the weddings at her, or the flowers at her wedding. It's just fun. So we're bringing like that context, um, as well as her really like rich, beautiful context too of like what God has done and where she is today because her life is so dreamy. You guys, like you can go to the footnotes and check out her Instagram. It's just like, she loves to create and everything she touches is so beautiful. And she's just like truly intentionally and slowly living in Hawaii. So we're going to be talking from like that place of like how the heck God did that. Right. And so, um, I love the way that you introduce yourself. And I think that's so true. Now I want to go back to like baby be Cayenne. So yeah. like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Because I've seen all of the videos of you from social media. You were like the social queen, even when you were like 10 or 12. Um, <laughs> but like, what did you want to be? So when I was little, I feel like I wanted to be a hairdresser. I would like take my little build-a-bear wardrobe. 
I don't know if you guys ever had one of those, but my dad built us a little wardrobe to hang all of our Build-A-Bear clothes in. So I would take that out into the living room and open up a hair salon and I would charge my parents like 50 cents or a dollar to brush their hair. Um, a so, real entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely wanted to be a hairstylist for a long time or just like own like a little business. I love the idea of that. And then I got a really bad haircut once. And then I was like, I could never do this to somebody. So that kind of x that. And my dream of being a YouTuber started in eighth grade. That's when I started creating videos. But that I didn't achieve that goal until I was, I don't know, a few years ago, maybe like four, three or four years ago. But yeah. I had making videos on and off since eighth grade. Yeah, I. it's funny and we were kind of laughing about this before we started recording, you know, being able to work with Cayenne when we were just starting out with the agency, which is now Malibu Media. Um, you know, she's so creative, you guys. She's very gifted at that. And so she was the creative director and she was pulling different things and bringing different things to me. And, you know, I just one day was sitting there with all of the different women I was working with. And I was like, what do you want to be? Like, what, what's your goal? And she said, I want to be a YouTuber. And I had never heard anyone say that, which is funny because it was 2018. So like there were plenty of YouTubers at that time, but I had just never met someone who had that dream. And, you know, it was not just possible. It's a reality now, but it's cool how, it takes time. Like you can realize at one point you want something, but it doesn't just happen overnight. There is such a strategic, thoughtful journey. Um, God is like always preparing, always aligning things. Um, and I think being able to watch your channel grow, that was really obvious to me too, through like the different experiences and like wisdom that you were able to process, accrue, etc. So I'm going to talk about your career journey. So Whoever's listening, I want you right now to kind of think through like if God has given you that one thing you want to be. And I think it's really interesting because some people like know automatically, right? Maybe you know when you're young or you know around eighth grade. Some people like still don't know. And I think that's really beautiful. And I think there's a purpose to that. Um, but I want you to think about like generally where you want to go. And if you've ever felt like frustrated in that process, just know that I have felt that. Cayenne, have you felt that? Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. So like, let's talk about the journey because I think getting to where you are, it's not the first thing that people think about when they see, you know, who you are today. It's the same with me. You know, people will come to me and they're like, I wish I cared about business like you do. And I'm like, <laughs> it took us a while to get here. <laughs> right. So anyway, what would you say were the, the important points of the journey that got you to where you are today? Totally. I mean, I just think back. So I had started in eighth grade and basically anyone who started at that time blew up. If they were consistent, like it was the early days of YouTube. And so if I would have been consistent with YouTube, I was almost guaranteed to now probably have like a million subscribers, just like all the other girls who were starting around the same time as me. But I believe God protected me in all of it. And throughout high school, I had some embarrassing moments where a guy who had a crush on me told my teacher to play one of my YouTube videos. And at this time, it was not cool. It was weird. And so I was so embarrassed. It was on like the big projector. I ran out of the room crying. 
like my teacher tried to track me down and like waited for me outside the bathroom to apologize because he didn't realize he felt so bad. And after that, I like deleted my whole YouTube channel. And I had another similar experience with that a few years later, but I kept going back to it because I loved it. I, but it was a journey to like build my confidence in it. And as time went on, I started kind of getting sucked into like trying to get views. And I, as I went to college, I started making things that were a little bit more, I guess, like, I don't know, just more inappropriate to get views because that's what was getting views at the time. And just like talking about things. Um, And I wasn't saved. And so I feel like I just never had success on YouTube, but it was almost a blessing because I feel like God really wanted me to use my platform for his glory instead of mine. And it wasn't until I was saved that my YouTube channel became my job. And it really was my testimony video that grew my channel so quickly. And then from there, it was all my videos with Kyle and talking about a relationship that then also gave me a boost. Um, but I can just see God's hand throughout it all in the process and him like purifying my heart, even when I wasn't saved to prepare me for the time that is now, but it was definitely a journey, just years and years of going back and forth and deleting and being embarrassed and like not being consistent to finally just, um, owning it. And it's still a journey even now, because once you get there where you think you want to go, then there's so many things on the other side of that that you don't expect as well. Yep. 100%. And I, okay. There are a few things you said within that, that I want to like touch on. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think the first thing is the building confidence piece. I did the same thing of like going back and forth and continuing, continuously coming back to what I wanted, but not knowing who I was or how to get there. Like there were a lot of things I needed to personally work through and character I needed to grow before I could hold, you know, the weight of some of these big dreams. And I, I don't feel shame because of that. And I feel like for you, it sounds kind of similar. Like you're not feeling shame because you like quit 12 years ago and then picked it back up, you know, six years ago or whatever. Right. Yeah. No, it was just, I mean, at that time it was, it was for fun. And like, yes, there were moments where my motives were like to become famous and make money. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just something fun and I never want to put so much pressure on something where it makes me like resent it. Um, which is interesting now because when it's my job, it almost now I resent it more than I ever did through like the process of like quitting and picking it back up, you know? Yeah, 100%. That makes so much sense. And I I hope that that speaks to someone here. I know that it will. Um, and just understanding like everything that was just shared, like it, there are going to be highs and there are going to be lows. And, you know, when you have it, which if God keeps bringing you back to it, there's going to be a, made, a way made 100% if you just continue to persevere. But like, it's not perfect when you have it and it's not perfect when you don't. And that's not the purpose, you know? Yeah. Now looking back, I definitely appreciate more the journey of it than the arrival of it because there is no arrival. Like I'm still on a journey trying to figure out YouTube. And I also feel like, I think we need to normalize like 
being able to shift and do different things throughout life. Because now that I've had my YouTube channel as my full-time job for two or three years, it's like, I don't really necessarily want to do this anymore. And like, I'm actually going to, um, uh, I'm trying to just discern if I want to keep doing this and I'm actually getting a part-time job just to be able to be creative in a different way. And Kyle had mentioned, he's like, that's so crazy. Like, so many people are trying to get to where you are and you don't want it anymore. He's like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I'm like, I know it doesn't make sense to you or maybe to them, but it's, it's a lot to share your personality and your life online. And so it just further shows like, there's never like this, Oh, I want to be a YouTube YouTuber. And then it's just like a straight path to that. It's like, Oh, well, I'm here. I've climbed up this mountain, but maybe I want to turn around and go somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's like fun to hear that too. I didn't realize that. And I'm excited to just pray and also just like see you navigate this because it's going to, whatever it is, it's going to be great. Um, I think, you know, Kyle giving you that feedback, totally hear him on that. Like so many people want to be where you are. People wanting to be who you are, where you are is not a motivator. I had to learn that in a really big way. Um, And I think that goes back to what you were saying, like, almost playing the game versus being who you are. So that was, you know, the period before you went full time with YouTube, you said you were just kind of doing things that like were trendy or that worked. And I think anyone who has ever wanted something can understand that. Like you have to almost play that game to understand like, okay, this is who I am. That's not me. Thank you. Um, and that's a gift, but it's, that's hard. And so, you know, and you're always doing it. You don't just like one day realize like, this is who I am. And then it's perfect and it's crisp and it's black and white forever. That's not the purpose of life here. Yeah, totally. I definitely had to go through, I mean, looking back, those were some of the videos, like I didn't private many of my videos once my channel took off, but during that phase, I'm like, I need to put all these videos on private. Cause I'm like, this is what am I doing? <laughs> it's so good. I love that. And I think that like kind of comes down to like owning it and like trusting the process. Um, cool. and you know, sometimes, sometimes things need to be like, sometimes you can make things private, right? Like some things yeah. are pertinent when we're on our way. Um, but like owning it feels really good. Don't you think? Oh yeah. I'm definitely someone who's pretty open about it. Like so many people are like, you should delete these videos of like, uh, me talking about more new age stuff or just me talking about things that don't necessarily align with my beliefs now. And I'm like, no, because it's the process. Like people get to see the way God changed my heart through my YouTube channel. Like the further they go back, they're like the, like the less they'll see Jesus. But I think it's cool. And I have made videos reacting to some of my private videos, just like kind of like seeing what I was like before I was Christian. So I think it's great to own it. And yeah, I've just had to pray about certain ones where I'm like, okay, this one is just not it, but I'm not ashamed of anything. You know, I just think it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Oh, I feel that. I love that. Okay. So what was your favorite lesson within it all? Oh, wow. Gosh. There have been Um, a lot of them. Yeah, there's been so many. I feel like when people come to me and ask like, 
what is your advice to become a YouTuber? The first thing I ask is like, why do you want to do it? And I find the people who don't want to do it are actually the ones being called to do it by God. Whereas a lot of people are looking to use their career or YouTube to fill some kind of void or validation Mm -hmm. um, or they're seeking attention in some way that they're not getting fulfilled from God or from the people in their close circle. And so it's really easy to be able to kind of see that in people's intentions when they ask me. And so I always tell people to figure out why they're doing it. And if it's for any kind of validation, just to not do it because it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't give you that. And so through time, it's like, a a good lesson to know like my career um any praise I get in the comments like I I don't take any of it to heart I really try to and I don't know some people may look at that as a bad thing but like I really like any compliment I'm just like I don't want it to stick to me I just kind of send it up to God because I'm like I don't want that to like my self-worth to be dependent on how many people like this how many people message me about this? How many people watch this? And I think that is a really important lesson in today's age where it's so easy to get wrapped up in that. 100%. I think it's interesting too. I had to learn that in social as well. And I feel like one thing that was really jarring for me was when Instagram started to like bring engagement down, which now I look at Instagram and I will say, I think it's very refreshing So it, you know, it's always 2020 vision on the other side, but, um, you know, when they were leveling, leveling the playing field and making engagement, something that wasn't like, you know, 50,000 for famous people and, or influencers and like five for others. Like, um, that scared me when I started to see the engagement go down and it scared me not because I was getting less likes. It scared me because it affected me and and it made me feel like less than right. And I could see myself comparing. And so anyway, it is interesting how social media or different things now where you can kind of see, you know, the presence or the validation in numbers digitally, um, like it it's everywhere. And it's really hard. I think until you are older or just wiser to realize like it really doesn't mean much right it doesn't actually hold any meaning whatsoever right it's just something that you can do um it's the intention of what you're putting out there that's really powerful and i think that too is those are the channels and those are the people who own businesses or whatever it is that take off the the pure intended right yeah i think your intentions are one of the most important things especially if you're christian i think it's even more important yeah I completely agree. It makes me think of, I've talked about this two podcasts that I recorded ago. So you guys probably just heard me talk about this. Um, but James four fourteen is the verse that God like just keeps bringing me back to you in this season. And it's, um, you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life. It, it is even a vapor that appears for, appears for a little time and then vanishes away. And, um, you know, that was very scary to me. I remember reading that for the first time when I was like 18, 19, 
and thinking it was really scary. Like life is a vapor. Um, and I think I saw that from a place of a lot more scarcity and needing to prove myself. Whereas like hearing now, I hope that you guys can kind of realize like, like, let it be light, right? Like it's not so serious you know, and, and life is, is a blessing and and it will come and it will go. And it's up to you, right. That, um, to see the results of it and to see what it is and, and maybe not even to see any results, maybe to just be, um, yeah. and, and figuring out how to just be like, what a cool thing that is, you know? Yeah. I feel like that has been, especially on my heart the past like six months is six months is to especially moving to Maui like one of the reasons why we wanted to relocate is we feel like on the mainland there's so much focus on careers and um just like pushing yourself to an extreme where you're like not even enjoying your day because we could all die tomorrow and I don't want to spend my life chasing down these goals or like chasing down this career or chasing down this money and not appreciating the only thing we can control, which is the present moment. And so that has been so important to me now. And I'm trying my best to navigate this like shift in my career or the season and like figure out, you know, what, like, why is there so much friction in my soul against YouTube and social media right now? Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just interesting to see how something I've wanted to be since I was 13 and like you get there and you're like, Oh, like this isn't it. It's just, it's about, like you said, it's about being and learning how to really be in the moment and appreciate all the the small things in life. And you said something earlier that I think I keep coming back to too. Like you're never going to arrive. And that's not like a threat and like a, sorry about it. It's that like, let that be grace. Like you're never going to arrive. Stop chasing after this like resting place of perfection, because until we hit heaven, we're never going to feel that and let that be a reprieve, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so important. I feel like I've just like, Uh, so many things kind of like trigger me like even now like setting goals can even trigger me so and it just like sucks the joy out of things for me like I don't want to just like I was saying with my hobbies earlier it's like I don't want to have any expectations on me because it just sucks the joy out of so many things and I think with YouTube becoming a career because there have been deadlines and more pressure and it's for money for my livelihood it sucks the joy out of it so I don't know there's just so I just appreciate so much the simpler times where I just did it for fun and the joy and just to be like you're saying instead of this arrival (laughs) it's so true and I see a lot of people, cause I mean, you've seen me, like I've had serious seasons of crazy hustle and yeah. you know, it just has almost sucked my soul out in so many ways, like in yeah. sneaky ways too, even in times when like, I knew it was all like at God's hand. Now I'm like, Oh, that mm-hmm. was a lesson, not a outright blessing that I like earned. Right. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, it's, it's funny to even kind of have this conversation and, you know, talk about the arrival, because I really think after 
being able to step back because I, this year I ha- we had huge goals. I flew my whole team out to Atlanta in December and we wrote all these things down and I have like this pristine business plan because I finally realized how and and what to do when scaling yeah. these different businesses. And I realized the other day, like I haven't looked at it in six, no, five months, five yeah. months right? And, you know, this year has just happened. It has just happened and and it's been good and it's been enough. And I pulled it up and I was looking at it and I was kind of chuckling because I've had exactly what I needed. And I mean, we've, we've done it incredible, but we stopped, I stopped white knuckling it. Yeah. And I, I think as I've looked around a lot of the people that I see that I actually look up to, I look up to their marriage and their business and the way that they live their lives um, they're not like white knuckling. They're not concerned about the control or the arrival or whatever we want to call it. Um, they actually yeah, yeah. just have like joy and they love what they do and they flow through the seasons. Like what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, actually my identity isn't in that. I'm going to go try this over here and then we'll just see what God does. Um, yeah. and I think being able to live like open-handedly like that is, is a huge like secret if, if I could, you know, a secret to success, right. Instead of us making it this like crazy, like this has to be about success. Like what if success was just like having fun? Well, what if you actually were enjoying your journey and understood it had purpose, even if you weren't Forbes 30 under 30 or, you know, on the cover of this or doing that or had this many subscribers, you know? Yeah. I think that's just, that's the key to everything. And I'm so grateful to hear that you've done that. Cause I have seen you in seasons that were really unhealthy. It's like pushing so much and it just broke my heart. And I'm like, Allie, it's like, I just want to be like, just rest. Like it's okay. And I feel like we have such different approaches to business. I'm definitely more like, I don't want to set goals. <laughs> like I don't want any pressure on me. I don't like shooting for the stars. I'm just like, I want to chill. I want to enjoy life. I want to have joy in the things that I do. And so it's, it's good to hear that, you know, you've tapped into it while still like crushing it in your business as well. So I just wanted to say that, but I think it's so true. I feel like that is life. Like that is the secret to life is just finding joy in the process and actually not defining success of anything. Like, I don't know, like, what is success? Like, really, what is it? Like, if you think about it, it's like, who got to define success? Like I need to look it up in a dictionary. Cause I really feel like that word is kind of meaningless because it's kind of just made up. It is. I love that. I'm, I'm looking it up right now, but it's, it's funny. It says the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, the accomplishment okay. of an aim or purpose, or like this is the problem. good or bad outcome of an undertaking. Oh, yeah. Good or outcome. I feel like when you read that, I'm just thinking about, okay, like, well, what does the Bible say our purpose is, you know? And it's like loving people and like showing people the love of Christ and discipling people, which is like relationships with people, which is not always on YouTube or having like this big presence on social media. I find so much more fulfillment meeting one-on-one with a girl than posting a video that gets 200,000 views and all these comments and messages saying how it touched them. Like that is like, I know it's so important for them, but like, I just, it just doesn't fulfill me as much as like one-on-one connection with people in person. And like, 
yeah, I just feel like that is success. It's just loving people, having close relationships with them. And like, that's about it. <laughs> I love that. It, it made me think of two things. First of all, you know, if love is the objective, which it is, it really is. I see that in my business. I see that in what you do and so many others. If that is the objective, then, you know, being able to go from thing to thing and understand and feel season to season, you know, what is most effective and like feels best for our soul. Cause you were talking about like the friction in your soul mm-hmm. with doing it. You probably didn't feel that two years ago. It probably felt like so full and yeah. So life giving, like, especially when I was single and like, I just loved it so much. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. And I loved answering messages and all that stuff. But like now it is so different. It's a different season. And I feel like some people could look at it, um, you know, kind of like what Kyle was saying. It's like, oh, so many people want what you have. Like, how could you, like, why would you want to give that up? It's like, cause it's not it. Like, this isn't the answer. Like living a life filled with love, joy, like the fruits of the spirit like living a life with Jesus as our best friend and having close relationships, like that's it. Like that mm-hmm. is it. And so if God wants to put me somewhere else and like my soul doesn't feel fulfilled by this, like it's okay. It's gonna, it's gonna work out. It's okay. If I want to drop this and be a vapor and fade away to the world, like I will have peace in that because it's about so much more. Yeah. Well, and I, I love that. And whoever's listening, like, I hope that this gives you permission and we'll see if what I say lands, but instead of, I think society, we were just talking about success wants to label something as like a success or a failure when really like that's so black or white and it doesn't operate. We can't operate that way. Like we are not black or white. God is black or white. We're in the gray area, baby. We are in the world. Right. (laughs) And within that, I think allowing yourself to have the freedom and also Kyan and I are both Enneagram sevens. So just like keep that in mind. Um, but allowing yourself to release the pressure or expectation you have to be able to try different mediums of mm-hmm. what you feel called to do is really important. So like yeah. what you were just saying, like I feel a lot more fulfilled having a coffee date than I do making a YouTube video like cool. You can have seasons of both of those. And that doesn't mean that you're a success or a failure or you flip from one thing to the other. Like what if you were just an artist learning how to love in different mediums and like God will use that through time in whatever way he sees fit. Right. Um, I think as long as your objective, no matter the medium, whether it's a business or a presence or, you know, a coffee date, whatever it is, as long as your heart stays with that intention and that purity of just like wanting to love, right. And wanting to serve, he can do great things. Um, and whatever great is great is giving someone an attention or a wave, you know, on, on the side of the street, just like it is a coffee or this or that, like their efficiency has nothing to do with like what God can do. Um, we just need to be really focused on what's in front of us. And again, like what is going to flow, um, in the seasons that we're in, because I, I white knuckled for so many years of like, this is what God told me I was supposed to do. Like, I'm supposed to build businesses. This is my thing. Like, why is it not as easy as it should be? Like, if this was my anointing, wouldn't it be easier? And it's like, that's not really the point. It's not 
you know what I mean? Like, wait, we're kind of missing the point here, Allie. And, and it, on the other side, you get to come out with that wisdom, but also with, I think the lightness of like, this will come and go. Yeah, it's so true. And I think like to elaborate on what you're saying, I had a really big shift, like I think it was last week because I was feeling, I didn't realize it, but in this woman's group I've been going to, they're talking about shame. And I think Christians also, like I, I personally at least associate shame a lot with just like sexual stuff. But, and I was like, oh, how do I shame myself? Like, I feel like I have so much authority over shame for my testimony. Um, but then, you know, I was realizing it. And by the next week I realized I was like talking to some ladies about like what I'm going through with my career and feeling all this pressure, but then also feeling bad that I don't enjoy it anymore. And they're like, oh, like you are shaming like yourself for not feeling a certain way or not wanting to connect with people online anymore or not showing up for these people anymore. Um, And so that thing where it's like, it was like that statement of like, everybody wants what you have. Like, why would you give that up? It's like, no, that's shame. It's like, I, you know, I don't need to feel pressured to do this just because everybody else wants it. And, and so I think once I realized that and just prayed about it and broke it off me, I felt so much release. It's like, oh, I don't have to shame myself for feeling disconnected from an online community right now or disconnected from my job. It's just, I don't need to feel ashamed about it. So that was a huge shift for me in like this season right now is just breaking off any shame around like, what we think we're supposed to feel about something or yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think to whoever and whatever the goal is, right. Whoever you want to be, whatever the goal is, whatever you feel like God's put on your heart or spoken over you, or, you know, the thing that you really want to be able to do expressing your voice, etc. cetera. Um, I think as humans, it's really e- easy to label it too, like the, Oh, this makes sense because I can, it's measurable and other people are here. And I feel like I'm making a difference. Um, whereas really one thing that God's really taught me is who I'm becoming like the woman of God that I get to be on the other side of all of the different things that I've you know, gone through or arrived to or whatever, right. That's actually very much the purpose. And so I hope that whoever's listening understands that like these are, you know, two old friends who will get to do life together, go to heaven together. It's going to be sweet. And, and within that, you know, it's not the things that we've done that stand out necessarily to each other. I think it very much is just like who you become cayenne that makes my heart swell. Um, and just knowing that like God's real, right. And and he's good. And I'm sure you feel that vice versa. Don't want to speak for you, but like that, you know, is the sweetness of friendship. And so like, give yourself a break and putting pressure on again, whatever you think it should manifest as, whether that's, you know, being a crazy YouTuber or a, you know, millionaire or this or on that. It, it's not the point, like who you become is the point, who you get to be to others is the point. And that's a really beautiful point. Yeah, that's so true. Like just reflecting on like, I mean, you've had so many business accomplishments 
accomplishments recently. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, like I'm happy for you. But like the thing that I noticed the most was like you had this new restful approach to work where you're, you weren't so exhausted from everything. Like that's what I loved the most was seeing, oh, she was able to shift in this and now seeing you be able to walk through marriage and all of those things and seeing how God's working on your heart through that. Like those are the things I get most excited about. So it just further shows like, yeah, it's just about who we're becoming, not really what we're building. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I love that. And okay. I have two more questions for this episode and I, I want to just take a moment and I wrote these questions out. Kyan and I talk, I mean, we were talking this weekend, but we weren't talking about like life things necessarily. We were talking about interior decor. (laughs) I didn't know, which we love to talk about, but I didn't know that, you know, you were stepping into this new season. I didn't realize that. So when I was writing out the questions for this episode, I wrote, now that you're stepping into a new season, how do you feel? And I wrote that question. I was like, it's kind of a weird question. She might, she might X nay that one. And now I'm like, oh, dang. Okay, cool. So we're in a new season. So how do you feel? Totally. I mean, gosh, like you were saying, um, when things are a blessing, you expect them to be so easy. And so I totally expected that. So we just got this opportunity to move this to this farm. And I had been praying, it's just such a crazy God story, but I had been praying to live next door um, at this cottage, like literally up the hill from us. I've been praying like every day to live there. And then God blessed us with the place next door. So it's like such an answered prayer and such a blessing. And then we move here and the first week and a half goes by and it's like a complete 180. I'm like, this is hard. This is a lot of work. This is exhausting. I'm so anxious. How are we going to do this? And just overthinking everything. And so it's just so funny how things can be a blessing and still be hard because it's like God just actually wants to grow your character. Like you said, it's just about who you're becoming through this. And it's crazy to watch my video I made a couple weeks ago of how excited I was to move here. And then seeing the video I just edited, how exhausted I have, like all my anxiety manifesting as physical symptoms. Like it's so crazy how blessing came. And now I'm just like, it's so hard. And I've slowly over the past few days, just like really trying to surrender that more. And now my anxiety is leaving and I'm just resting into this new season knowing that it's going to be challenging it's going to grow me kyle's word he got a word from god for the season it's perseverance he's working two jobs plus fulfilling all of this manual farm work and so i mean who am i to complain at all i like don't really have many commitments i work for myself i could like i have so much time to do it and it's still hard for me and yet my husband is working you know three jobs plus youtube and he's just like we're persevering through this season even though it's a blessing it's like there's so much to persevere so with that being said i felt super anxious but now i'm feeling more peace about it accepting that it's not going to be easy and i just listened to this john mark comer sermon and he said people who expect life to be easy um typically it's pretty rough and it's hard but people who expect it to be hard typically enjoy it more and so i'm just trying to change my expectations of what a blessing is or you know what different seasons might have and just like change those expectations so i actually can enjoy it instead of just being consumed about how hard something is and like my 
false idea idea of like what it should feel like, what a blessing should feel like. So I love that. You know, expectations are man, like they're a lot to navigate. And I feel like I have truly almost strangled my hope at the hand of expectations I've placed on myself or my life or on God. And I like love hearing that. And I hope that's refreshing to anyone else. Just one, like maybe the hard is the blessing. Mm -hmm. I definitely learned that. I would say that's very, very true for me. And it, and that's how I listen too. Like, I feel like I learn in the hard a lot faster than I like listen to God in the easy. Um, and, and so anyway, I love that. And then I also want to say, so if that lands for you, maybe the hard is the blessing. Um, and like knowing that God's going to be faithful in that and that like, you're not alone in that is a really beautiful thing. And then the other part of something that I've learned in this season that I don't even know if it's the opposite of that, but maybe this will land for someone else. Like, what if it's not about trying harder? If Mm -hmm. everything is hard, right. And, and you have these, you know, big goals or you want to do this or whatever. That's amazing. We're here for that. Like Kyan and I like to go for it too. Um, but in the seasons, whether they're easy or hard, um, Mm -hmm. one thing that I just feel like God keeps bringing me back to is like, what if it's not about trying harder? What if it's not about going harder, right? Yeah. So when things do get hard, whether it's like such an easy, simple light blessing or a a blessing that feels, you know, heavy or hard, like Mm -hmm. who are you going to be, right? What if it's, what if you're not hustling for your worth? What if you're not hustling for it to work out? Um, I feel like that's a really good thing for, for, you know, people to just be able to, to meditate on. Yeah, that's so true. And just because I'm, you know, saying like, oh, it's hard. It's like the more I accept that it's going to be challenging to my character, the more peace I feel. And, you know, Jesus said his, you know, burden is light, his yoke is easy. And so when you're doing things with Jesus, it will get easier as you start to accept it and stop fighting so hard against it or to surrender it. Like, I know, even though the season may be a little bit harder, because it's more, it's growing my character. I'm pretty lazy. Like, I don't, I like life to be easy. I like to be comfortable. I don't like pushing myself. I don't like pressure on myself. And you know, that's okay. I don't need to fit into the mold of hustle culture. And I'm like, I just like things to be easy. So this is a good, I have to wake up every morning and go feed the animals for 45 minutes. And I've always wanted more self-discipline. And so it is a blessing, but it's also like challenging, but I just need to accept like, oh, this is actually going to build my discipline to go into other habits that I've wanted, like working out. If I can wake up and feed the animals every day, I know I can wake up and do a workout every once in a, once in a while, because, you know, this challenge is actually helping me become a better person to then do these other things that I want to give. So you can find peace in the hard times. And yeah, I don't think it's supposed to be this like, like this such, like you said, white knuckling, like, I don't want the season to be hard, but if I can accept that it's going to be challenging, then I can have more peace in it. And then it can be joyful even through like the sweaty hours or the manual labor. Like I can still have joy and peace. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And I, I think God has given us a really amazing power in being able to assign meaning to things. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So I, I love that you're saying that because it's like, you know, what meaning will you assign this to? Uh, or yeah. this? So um, what advice do you have for someone who wants to work in social media or using their voice, expressing themselves? Um, what would you say? Yeah, I guess kind of circling back first, I would always ask someone's intentions in doing it. And if they feel like their intentions are unpure, to really ask the Holy Spirit, like, or your therapist, like, what, what is, what is this from? Like, is there something from my parents that I didn't get or from boys when I was in high school, I didn't get this validation. And so now I'm, it's manifesting as this desire to become famous or get more likes. Um, so anything with social media, I always want people's intentions to be pure. And if you can get to those root issues, if your intentions are unpure beforehand, I think that's awesome. Otherwise, you know, God will take you through the process during it. And it's not always fun because there's more eyes on you while you're going through that process. But knowing what your intentions are is so important. And hmm. I don't know. I'm not a social media guru. I feel like God really just blessed my obedience when he told me to post my testimony. And so that is, I can't take any credit for what I did to make my channel grow. Like, okay, I posted videos every week. Sometimes, sometimes I wouldn't, but you know, I didn't use a formula to grow my YouTube channel. Like you see so much on social media. Now I see so many tips on like how to grow, how to do this. It's like, I didn't do any of that. Um, so I might not be the best person to ask for that kind of advice, but I would just make sure your intentions are pure, be open if things get redirected and make sure you just love it and you enjoy it. And it's a passion. I love that. I think intention will always beat strategy. Yeah. Learn that over and over. And so I think you're actually a very fit person to tell people how to do it because I think, um, you can't stop the acceleration of what God has on your life. Um, mm -hmm. no matter where you're showing up, speaking anything like that, truly. Um, and so just trusting that process and, you know, allowing yourself to grow in character and integrity and, you know, learning yourself. I feel like you and I have seen each other learn ourselves so much. And that's been a huge part of the fruit of these seasons we've been able to walk. So, um, I, really loved having you on. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. I'm so excited. This was so life-giving just to be able to chat with you. I know it always is truly. And, um, you guys, we have everything linked below that Cayenne does. So you can go stalk her. Um, you can go follow her and just encourage her alongside me as she is walking through these seasons and just kind of seeing what God has next. And, um, I just hope that this dose of authenticity really was just sweet for your soul because the people you might see on social or the people you look up to, though they may look like they have it all together. It's not really the point that you should take away. It's that they're humans and that you're a human and that God can use humans to do really cool things and, um, really just be right? It's not really the things we do. It's the people we are. So with that, Kayana, we love you. Thank you for being here and everyone have an incredible day. We'll see you on the next episode.